There is nothing like a Friday morning. I don't know why that is either. I, I don't know what about Friday morning that makes me so happy because today's going to be a long day. <laughs> But I'm going to enjoy each and every moment of it. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. I keep pointing at the computer, but I actually should be pointing at the camera. And podcasts. I got three. I got three for you. Straight Talk, of course. Lock and Load. Of course, Gun Owners News Hour, of course, all available on the free Odyssey app and anywhere where you can get podcasts, all the finest places where all the best thinkers are. I have a question. Are you angry? And if you're not angry, why aren't you angry yet? But this, I'm, I'm going to take this moment now to make you angry because we're going into what could be referred to as post-America at the moment. All of the pillars of the free republic are under attack. The forces surge from all sides, led by progressives who sense that they have us on the run. During war, you send out scouts to do a little recon in advance of the main force. The progressive scouts are sending messages, meeting light to no resistance. So they're emboldened. They believe that whatever they're doing is working and that victory is in sight. I believe they're going to be in for a rude shock. Because everything that the progressives intend to do, all of that depends on you just giving up. They can't actually take anything from you. You have to give it up willingly. All the signs make them feel that they can accomplish this monumental feat without you fighting back. Don't believe me? Here. Since the Obama years, the middle class has been under constant siege. And the one presenters have expanded their ranks. Inflation is now baked in and has only slowed, not diminished, as Biden officials callously gloss over it. You're paying a lot of credit card debt with interest rates averaging 25%. You're depleting your 401k. Things are not looking good. The wilding. That is the act or practice of going about in groups threatening, robbing, or attacking others. That's what you might refer to as the new American sport. It began in May of 2020 with the murder of George Floyd, but the Freddie Gray incident preceded Floyd, where he first saw the first large-scale unrestrained looting of an American city in Baltimore in 2016, as a test case for what followed. And subsequently, looting, arson, and murder spread through the country as Baltimore's mayor set the tone. Give those who wish to destroy space to do that. Baltimore was the proving ground for Antifa, BLM, and Marxists, all of whom use these events to further their agenda. Uh, Republicans and Democrats don't play the same game. We we have talk about Trump for a moment, four indictments. The grand jury didn't even vote on the last one before the charges were briefly posted on Fulton County's website. That was jumping the shark. You got Stacey Abrams saying her election was fixed. Hillary Clinton 
She not only disputed her loss, but she was the architect of Russiagate. And then Trump was marked for destruction even before he came down the escalator in 2015. He never had a chance at any stage of the process. He targeted corrupt politicians, cronies, lazy federal workers, NATO, um, you know, the malignancy that is NATO, and the political state in general by declaring their reign of ripping off taxpayers was over. And they hated him for this. I'm sort of, uh, I'm quite, quite honestly, I'm surprised he wasn't assassinated. But in a different kind of assassination is underway. They're going after his mind, his body, so all to be destroyed, eliminated, and nullified is a warning that no one should ever try again to do what Trump did to the elite. Trump never stole money. He never fixed a ticket. He never engaged in political corruption or other material crime other than being a loudmouth, which, thank God, is not a crime. Or is it? So in the end, the people pushing to destroy this guy may themselves reap the whirlwind that they have unleashed. They depend on your continued passiveness. Government safety nets only expand so far. And if you can't pay your debts due to Bidenomics, some percentage of us will strike back at those who destroyed them financially. And I'm not promoting violence here. I'm speaking about human nature. I've said it many times. It has never changed since the days of Cain and Abel. You can only push people so far. Drink that one in. Death by a thousand cuts. Makes some people sort of hopeless. It makes them feel lost and angry. Not me. The enemies of the state, those are, you know, the, the harvesters of illegal votes and change election laws in the middle of a campaign and don't count the votes quickly to avoid serious doubt based on those delays and altered conditions. The unmonitored drop boxes, the unpurged vote, voter rolls, lack of signature matching or voters that don't have the cognitive ability to vote any longer did cast ballots. Our voting system needs a serious enema. ABC says only 20% of the public says it's very confident in the country's elections. God may forgive these evil ones who stole our unparalleled free and fair elections legacy, but I won't. We have a lot more going for us than you may think. Red counties outnumber blue counties by almost 5 to 1, with six states and about 19 counties likely to be the key of the deciding next election. The silent majority is alive and well-armed. And Biden can't count on the military and police to violate the civil rights of millions of Americans. They've bet everything on themselves. The leftist foot soldiers are emotionally driven. But their leadership is pragmatic and will advance into gaps they give them or try to get around the law and us at other times. But when they hit a brick wall, they will retreat. Because you can count on them saving their own skins at all costs. If we fail to stand up, we will be plagued by these guys forever. How we push back is beyond the scope of the amount of time that I got right here to even try to think about it. We're going to find, each of us is going to find a different way to resist being consumed on a progressive's altar. It all comes down to you. The fundamental decision you must make is to act or sign your own death warrant. It's a very simple part of life, you know, be a hunter or the prey. America, 
God shed his grace on thee shall not perish from the earth. Sometimes we need reminders to remember how fragile the Republic is and how profoundly perfect our Constitution was at its inception. What we have here is worth defending, even if, even if we have to really fight for it, really fight for it, okay? Our duty and responsibility is to return the country to greatness through any means necessary, because our children will depend on that, and that the world may again look at us as what we are. And at the same time when we do that, this will be a warning to the would-be bullies. Because right now the world is choosing sides. And they see us at, to be weak and in decline. We are not weak and in decline. We are weekend. But we're awake. And being cognizant and aware of what's going on, this is what changes everything. But the resistance will come from you. Zelensky got to Washington the other day, just in time to have one of his key sponsors drop him. <laughs> this is News Talk 98.9 WORD. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307 on text line. Somebody said he still feels hope. Don't feel hopeless. Don't feel hopeless. Um, it, it's never going to be hopeless. This, is a, this country is logistically impossible to conquer as it sits today. Don't feel hopeless. Um, streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. And I got I got a handful of podcasts available for you on the free Odyssey app. And wherever fine podcasts are. President Vladimir Zelensky. You know, this guy became, he, he's like uh, everybody, he's like the flavor of the month. Although it's been like, what, 81 weeks or so? I don't know. However long this ground war that's been going on, this grind that's been going on in uh, Ukraine. And, well, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Mike and Pauline. Yes, sir. Good morning, Bill. Uh, we had, uh, I heard you speaking about the citizens standing up and fighting. Last yeah. night, Spartanburg County uh, GOP had their quarterly executive committee meeting. Right. And we discussed the Spartanburg, upcoming Spartanburg County penny sales tax which is really 1%. It's not a penny. Right. Uh, but overwhelmingly, we voted on a motion to not support the 1% and a vote of 35 to 5. So the citizens are tired of being taxed. They're tired of our roads not being fixed. And, and we are starting to see some progress standing up to what the government is not doing for us. Now, since you guys are looking at this in detail, don't they already have a tax that's already coming in that's supposed to take care of the road maintenance? 
Uh, well, they had the $25 road fee, just like Greenville County did, right. and the state Supreme Court found that illegal, so they canceled that. Uh, two years ago, Spartanburg County passed a $30 million bond to fix the roads. Right. Uh, this year, they're going to pass another $30 million bond to fix the roads. Uh, this 1% that we currently have to build our courthouse, which is a palace, it's not a courthouse, uh, <laughs> way in excess. We needed it, but it's way in excess of what right. we need. Right. Uh, so it expires in the spring. So on the ballot for this year is another penny sales tax, really a 1%. And they're going to use it specifically for the roads. They have six tiers of roads they're going to use that they're going to uh, go down as the money comes in. They're going to spend it on tier one, tier two. But on tier one roads, a lot of the roads are state-funded roads that we're already paying 29 cents a gallon for, and not. So they're they double dipping. On some are they using? Are oh, they yeah, using this as a way to double? Oh my gosh! All right. Well, yeah. listen, listen. I think that I, that's splendid. That is absolutely splendid. That this is the best way to do this if we can do it. Because we don't want to get kinetic with these guys, because that that that's gonna you know that's gonna change a lot of the complexion. So outstanding! Thank you very much for the call. You're welcome, Bill. Yes, sir. That's the way to go. That's just the way to do it. If we can do it, that's the way to do it. Uh, it's not always going to be that way. I mean, here in Greenville, we just had this big tax increase. I'm sitting around going, "What was that for again? What about what you're already getting? Where's that going? Why isn't that enough?" See, that's the thing I'm always wondering. Why isn't that enough? Why was that enough when you got it? What changed between now and then? Okay, inflation, E-I-E-I-O, I get it. But why was that not enough when you got it that time? I'm going to have to look into that a little deeper, I guess. Uh, the, the problem with that, and uh, I, I had a little discussion. I, I, I was privileged to moderate a uh, GOP committee debate here, and... Uh, I think Joe Dill was one of the candidates there. And I just said to Mr. Dill that, you know, I tried to call members of the uh, Greenville County Council. And I never got an answer to a phone call from anybody. He claimed, well, you know, I answer my phone all the time. I said, no, you don't. Because I called you. <laughs> so, I mean, they, you know, they, they're, you know, they're Sergeant Schultz. They know nothing. They say nothing. But at the same time, they come out there and do this stuff. And the other day you had, uh, you had, uh, was it? Uh, council member Zuvalakis got up there and he was reading things and kept getting gaveled down uh, with the tax and spend boys. So, yeah, I think we we might need to uh, start to imposing our will here as well, which means we got to go to these meetings. You know that, right? We just can't me here. It's me sitting here talking about it is not nearly as good as going to it and getting time to talk and just looking at him and saying, you know, I don't really understand. Why what you're getting? Why why can't you spend that better? I mean, that's what we have to do, right? That's what we have to do. Back to uh, I think well, you know, we'll go with this. We'll, we'll, we'll go with this. Back to the Zelensky. Zelensky. See, here's here's my position on Ukraine. We don't have a dog in the fight with Ukraine. We don't. This is not our war. We don't have a dog in the fight. We do not. Uh, over the course of time, since the wall came down and since the uh, you know the Soviet Union dissolved, yes, we've trained with Ukraine a little bit. We've sent people over there to Ukraine and everything else and done all these other things. But Ukraine is a thoroughly corrupt country. 
And in terms of what Ukraine is strategically, it is simply a country that borders Russia. And in the same sense that we were never going to let the Soviet Union put nuclear missiles in Cuba, Putin is never going to let Ukraine join, uh, join NATO. He's never going to let that happen. And when he gets out there and he starts talking about, well, if we have to, we'll go nuclear. Uh, remember I said that. Remember, he's never going to allow that to happen. Strategically, that would be a stupid thing to do. Because then he's got NATO right there on his border. And he don't want that. He don't want it. Yeah, I know that. But Joe Dill, uh, I think Joe Dill's on the uh, executive committee now, right? So, speaking of Joe Dill, back to Zelensky. I'm, you know, he wants another $24 billion. How about you put some of that money in the economy how about you how about you do something to to shore up the veterans how about you uh how about you do something to help the poverty how about you get out there and suspend the, the gas tax how about you do some of that stuff we owe nothing to the united nations we owe nothing to the ukraine and now Poland has decided they owe nothing to the Ukraine. They said they will no longer send weapons to Ukraine. Uh, and this sharply escalates a battle over grain exports that has driven a wedge between Kiev and one of its stronger supporters in the fight against Russia's invasion. So that's out. Because when you start losing logistics, now the fight becomes much more difficult. Grain is a military weapon. Bye-bye, Zelensky. See you soon. I have an idea. This is an idea we should try. And, you know, we can start with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's district. We can give them what they want. We go, we're going to give them what they want. Yeah. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Sometimes when the know-nothing idiots say, we want something, you should just give it to them good and hard. You should. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Podcasts are out there wherever you can find a podcast. I got three for you. Go check me out. New York City had the march to end fossil fuels. AOC was there. She said, we must be too big and too radical to ignore. We are all here for one reason, to end fossil fuels around the planet. Jean Sue of the Center for Biological Diversity, who helped organize a mobilization, said, this is an incredible moment. Tens of thousands of people are marching in the streets of New York because they want climate action. And they understand Biden's expansion of fossil fuels is squandering our last chance to avoid climate catastrophe. Catastrophe is always a fun word for me. I saw it in a movie where it was pronounced catastrophe. I keep wanting to do that. You guys on the text line wouldn't let me do that, though. But it's a, it, to avoid a cl climate catastrophe. 
On her best day, AOC is an idiot. And uh, she has a following based largely on the political variation of the greater fool theory. She is what you would refer to as a catastrophic leader, which is basically the lowest denominator. So for a female appearing politician, she's easy on the eyes for some observers, but that helps her Twitter account. But it's also proof that brains times beauty equals K. But then, this whole anthropogenic global warming climate change is just a bunch of junk. So, knowing it's a bunch of junk and knowing that AOC is easy on the eyes, I decided I would play this stupid game. Okay? Let's play the stupid game, shall we? Let's test the grit of the protesters by giving them what they want on a limited scale which, you know, they want to end fossil fuels locally before going global. I'm good. That way, if they're proven right, they can convert the rest of us to their position without gluing themselves down in public places and throwing some onion soup on some works of art. Now, electricity in the Big Apple is generated from a variety of energy sources, fossil fuel power plants, nuclear power plants, hydropower plants, wind turbines, solar power, geothermal power, and biomass power. In the United States, electricity generation sources were natural gas, 40%, coal, 20%, nuclear, 20%, renewables, 20%. Now, in New York City, natural gas is at 43%. Nuclear is 27 Hydropower is 18 The renewables are around 7%. Coal, around 1%. Oil, 2%. So, they have a network serving New York, which allows it to draw power um, from generators throughout the region via high-voltage lines. But natural gas makes up the largest portion of generation, with nuclear and hydropower also being key sources. And believe, now remember, nuclear is bad too. Hydropower is bad too. Nuclear is bad because of safety risks and high costs and excessive water usage, all kinds of reasons. Hydropower, well, there's you know support for the small-scale hydropower projects. They see it as less environmentally disruptive, but you got to put up dams and reservoirs. And there's opposition to using a large hydroelectric dam because of the flooding of the landscape and the disruption of river ecosystems and fish. There is a saying. States are the laboratories of democracy. In uh, 1932, Supreme Court Justice Louis Brandis wrote... It is one of the happy incidents of the federal system that a single courageous state may, if its citizens choose, serve as a laboratory and try novel social and economic experiments without risk to the rest of the country. There you go. Here we go. This is our chance. This is their chance. So let's turn off the natural gas and the hydropower and the nuclear and, and the oil and the gas and just let them have the renewables. If a state can be a laboratory, why not a county or a city or a district? How about AOC's district? Because they voted her into office. 
And it is possible to turn these things off based upon a grid. That's why they call it the grid. It's all selective. This is done routinely for maintenance to respond to outages and in some cases implement rolling blackouts. So, let's just do it. Let's turn it all off. All that needs to be done is for the supply of electricity to AOC's district from offensive sources, which is 93% of the source, you know, of the energy supply to it is offensive. Offensive. <laughs> and uh, Viola. And they'll be living in the dark. They won't have refrigeration. They won't have air conditioning. I don't know if they'll have heat. I'm not sure. Let's see how well and for how long these gritty protesters with fight make do. And let's take everything from them that was used, you know, petrochemicals had to be used to make. So let's take their glasses and let's take their smartphones. And let's take, you know, literally, let's take their clothes and let them be in their shelter, which was, you know, we'll, we'll have to leave that. But uh, I just, you know, I want to see them leading the way with their stance. Their stance is that we do away with fossil fuel. Okay, here you go. Done. This is what it looks like. We want to see what it looks like. Make sure that AOC stays home for this one. Let's see how successful they can be in their life when they have no benefit at all of petrochemicals. I know what's going to happen. I mean, they already have issues now. Maybe the ones that have electric cars could plug everything into their electric car. But then sooner or later, the electric car dies. And then they're in the dark again. No waffles. No microwaves. No no refrigerated milk. Uh, nothing on the TV. No TV. I mean, literally no physical TV. Nothing that is made out of cloth. Nothing that is made out of, uh, you know, plastic. Nothing that's made out of the various polymers that are out there. Take it all away. Take the power away. Let them sit in the dark with nothing, huddled in a mass naked. And then they can explain to me why this is just a, such a smoking hot idea. While their teeth chatter. Because that's, that's what they say they want. No more of this. Okay, fine. No more it is. I dub thee powerless. I don't know how they'll feel about that one. I'm, I, I kind of, I kind of suspect that this would be, uh, this would be one of those moments, sort of like Eric Davis is having right now in New York City, where he's out there saying, you know, he's out there going, "We are a sanctuary city." Now he's like, "We can't take anybody else, and we're all going to die." A city of what eight million, nine million people brought to their knees by a hundred thousand illegal immigrants, just trying to provide services for them, brings them to their knees. This is the fragility of a city. When they get out there and appropriate their money, and then something like this comes up, that's an issue. And they're, they're, they're enjoying these issues. And on top of this, here we have AOC that wants everybody to sit in the dark. Let's go. Get out there, AOC. You can't have a flashlight either. Here's some matches. 
Were those made with petrochemicals? We can't allow that either. You're going to have to get some sticks, rub them together. Corporate culture. Sometimes it's a curse and sometimes it's a dream. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Well, I can fuse the mayor of New York City with a former Cincinnati Reds baseball player. This is a good way. This, it's still Friday, though. I'm it's still Friday, so I'm still enjoying myself. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven. There's this term, corporate socialism. This is where you have enlightened management that knows what is best for the workers, including what they do after work, because every belo everybody belongs to a team. It's all about teamwork. We do. How come I didn't see that? Okay, hang on one second. Let me look at it. <laughs> it's okay. Let's go to Dave in Greenville. Yes, sir. Thanks for holding, Dave. I didn't see that hey, coming. Uh, I was so busy yeah, talking, uh, I just wasn't looking. Yes, sir. That's fine. Um, boy, I miss Rush, but I'm sure glad you and Tara and even Charlie <laughs> you make my day. Um, I just want to make a comment. You, you made a comment about uh, America and being uh, overrun, or I, I forget exactly the word you used. And I don't know if you – I'm sure you're familiar with EMPs and HEMPs. There is a oh, yeah. facility on top of Paris Mountain that I was involved with eight or ten years ago. Um, there were more concrete carried at the top of that mountain than you can imagine – there's a uh, EMP-proof generator uh, studio and uh, fuel system for an EMP, which would do all those. It's, it's a really great segue. Really do all those things that you were talking about just before uh, when they, if they want to shut down fossil fuels right. and nuclear power. Everything that you mentioned would happen if we had an EMP. EMPs can come from the sun, or they can come from uh, enemies in both Iran. And North Korea have it in their war plans mm -hmm. to do that to America whenever yep. they get a chance. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't think people are aware of that. And an EMP would, uh, over the middle of America around Chicago, would not kill people immediately, but it would basically split the country in half. Uh, uh, you know, all the the utilities and the roads and things like that. You know, the electronic, electrical, electronics. Your cars wouldn't run typically. Right. Um, Unless they were it, older. it'd be a bad situation, and they they could they could overrun us and take over in a situation like that because Americans would be dying within a few months because they couldn't get the services that we you know we wake up in the morning and it's there. Well, the Soviets back in the fifties they detonated an EMP over one of the stands. I can't remember it was a Kyrgyzstan or Afghanistan or whatever. They they detonated one of those just to see what happened. And uh, what they saw was a lot of things did not happen instantaneously. It wasn't like detonating EMP, boom, instant darkness. That didn't happen. Uh, some of the uh, some of the transformers lasted for up to a week before they finally popped and fried and everything. Yeah, it else. takes time. Yeah. So what you're describing is exactly right. And the EMP itself, that would be uh, the the biggest challenge that any prepper tries to look at and prepare for is being oh, yeah. without electricity. If you can survive without electricity, you got it licked. You're good yeah. to go. The problem sure. is, then it becomes a matter of the haves and the have-nots. 
So, uh, you know, that's why I keep pushing the whole thing about community and everything else, because if everybody could not panic, if we managed to not panic and keep a cool head, we'd figure a bunch of this stuff out. Like I've got, I've got a nice big embankment. They dug my, uh, my yard out of a, a hill off of Highway 14. I could dig into that embankment and keep food fresh because it's cooler. Yeah. It's cooler there. And I've got a water mm -hmm. source over there, and I've got filtration. And I've got enough ammunition to start a small South American war. <laughs> so, uh, you know, what you're describing is absolutely correct. And I did not know that about Paris Mountain. I'll have to look into that. But that's Yeah, that's look at it. It's a FEMA site. I went to D.C. for a training. Um, originally, we thought, you know, I, I don't want to mention. It, I worked briefly at another radio station. And, um, you know, we were supposed to man it if anything happened we, we determined later that no it wouldn't be us it would be uh military folks up there running the place well it depends but, uh, it, it would depend yeah. i mean military if they can get there right because yeah in, a, in an emp situation they'd be the ones that would you know on the coastal areas they'll just park a bunch of nuclear subs on the coast and run run cables in there and and, and power them off of the nuclear reactors That'll be what, yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised if they don't have contingencies for little mini nuclear reactors. They've talked about this for years, these little things that could be run by one guy. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't have those in the contingencies too, but uh, I kind of think they would probably try to give it back to the civil authority as fast as they could because they're going to have bigger fish to fry in yeah. that situation. So, Yeah, um, but it, it's a famous fight on top of Paris Mountain. Look into it. I'm, I'm not sure I'm even supposed to be talking about it, but... Well, that's all right. That's all right. Let's talk about it. I don't mind talking about it. Listen, you have a good weekend, and thank you very you much too. for the call. Yes, sir. That was interesting. I didn't know there was a FEMA site on on Paris Mountain. We'll have to we'll have to go out there. I'll have to go out there and put on my get my glasses that have the tape hold them together so I can look stupider than I normally look, and just go up there and go, "Hey, I was looking for this bird. Why is there all this concrete up here? Who, who are you guys?" I could do that. That could happen. We'll get to the whole corporate socialism thing in just a second. I love an organic radio show, don't you? I love it. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.